Welcome to the Intuition Podcast, the show to help you access your hidden power. I'm Natasha Brooker, intuitive coach, and the aim of this podcast is to give you the tools to deepen your relationship to your intuition so that it becomes your North Star, guiding you to something greater. I'm so excited you're here. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hello and welcome to episode number, I'm not entirely sure what episode I'm up to, Uh, but this, we're taking it back to basics. And this episode, I want to really dive into what is intuition? Because we, you've kind of, we all know that intuition is important, that it's, you know, that gut instinct. uh, And when I run this session for, I sometimes run it as part of a challenge um, or a masterclass, and I always ask, you know, what does intuition mean to you? And the comments that come back with that is everyone always likens intuition. It's your gut instinct. It's a feeling. But there is a whole lot more going on with your intuition, which is what today is all about. And I like to kind of... When I say go back to basics, go back to understanding what is it you're trying to delve into. Because when you understand more about what makes up the parts of intuition, and for me, it's you have kind of the science side, like what's actually happening in the body, and then there's like a spiritual aspect to it. That's kind of bringing them all together. And when you understand the workings of it, then you're better able to connect with it and make it work for you. And this is something that, um, if you know of Dr. Joe Dispenza, that um, he's very much into science of how the brain works and how people can heal themselves with their um, with their mind and energy body and I've attended uh, his event and read a lot of his books and do his meditations quite frequently but he states in um, a lot of his content that he didn't start to notice people heal themselves until he started informing people of what was going on in the body, like the background information. And when you have those two together, that's when the magic happens. So that's why I'm wanting to do this session and helping you connect more to your intuition by understanding exactly what it's made up of. So, 
the definition of intuition, which comes from the good old trusty dictionary. I think the Oxford Dictionary I got this from. But the definition of intuition is the ability to understand something instinctively without the need for conscious reasoning. So what this means is that your intuition is basically a bridge between your conscious and your subconscious mind. And that without the need for conscious reasoning means you don't, your brain is not um, consciously assigning meaning to something or reasoning things out. So your intuition is actually working faster and more reliably than your conscious brain. And we will go through this in more detail. Because um, like I said, that there's two aspects to this. That's the science and the spiritual side. So I'm going to start with the science side of intuition, which is that we have three brains in the body. You've got your head, your heart, and the gut, the gut brain. So how do, how do, how do they all link? I'm actually, I'm going to start with the heart and the gut first. And the heart comprises of 40,000 neurons that can operate independently from the head brain. Now your heart is um, responsible for handling your like emotional processing, it's your expression of values and interpersonal connections. And when we're kind of operating from our heart that's when you might say things like I feel XYZ or my heart says this, you know, you gotta follow your heart, can be heavy or light-hearted, and like I said, it can operate independently of the brain. So your heart can actually be removed from your body and can be placed in a salt solution where it will continue to beat for extended periods of time. So it's independent of like neurological connections to the brain. And in a fetus, the heart actually begins beating before the brain is even formed so at three weeks. Whilst, so your heart starts beating at about three weeks, whilst the electrical activity of the brain doesn't begin until around five to six weeks. So the research has shown that your brain can communicate with your heart. And it does it in four different ways. So it does it neurologically um, through the transmission of nerve impulses, biochemically via hormones and neurotransmitters, biophysically through pressure waves, and also energetically through electromagnetic fields. So you have this heart intelligence that's separate from your brain. 
And when you're in flow or when you're in like coherence, your mind and emotions are in alignment. And when it's in alignment, you can access your intuition more. And when you're not in flow, this is when you can sometimes get those like reactive emotions of anger, fear, blame, insecurity, all that stuff. So heart intelligence is another form of tapping into your intuition because we often just think it's part of our gut or our gut instinct, which I will go through next. But this is, uh, I always find this stuff fascinating. Um, where like an example is, you know, some people have heart transplants and so your your heart kind of has an energetic imprint. This is where you, you have a heart transplant, it holds the energy and sometimes people have documented that they've taken on some characteristics of the donor, like maybe they didn't crave a certain food before and now they suddenly love it or they may take on some of the personality traits of um, the donor. And the Heart Math Institute, uh, they've done research as well and concluded that intelligence and intuition are heightened uh, when we learn to listen deeply to our own heart. And the more we learn to listen and follow our heart intelligence, the more balanced and coherent our emotions become. So this is without the guiding influence of your heart and your gut, you that's when you can fall prey to those reactive emotions, um, like I said before, like insecurity, anger, fear, and other energy draining um, behaviors. So that that's the heart. Now moving on to the gut brain. Our gut has an entire network of neurotransmitters called the enteric nervous system. I like to call it, the, it's known as the, uh, they call this brain the enteric nervous system, the ENS. And it has two thin layers of more than 100 million nerve cells lining your um, gastrointestinal tract. So that's 100 million nerve cells. Whereas if you remember, the brain has four, uh, sorry, the heart has 40,000 neurons. Whereas our guts, we have 100 million nerve cells in your gut. And your gut is responsible for self-preservation, responding to challenges, oppositions, and danger. And your gut also determines your core sense of self. So you know that's when he says, oh, it takes guts, or oh, my guts tells me. And the your enteric nervous system, it's not capable of thought. So it can't actually like talk to your brain but it does communicate it. It does communicate with your brain. And it processes information so much faster 
um, than your brain can. And this is why, um, in particular, like when you're running on instinct, uh, I think there's been lots of research done on um, people in high stress situations like firefighters, police, soldiers, and they can react based on their instincts in high pressure situations because your gut brain is faster and automatic than um, what your logical brain can pick up on. And a good example of this is like your heart and, and gut can be, they're like a super powerful computer and can run, diagno run diagnostics much faster than the brain, which I like to think the brain as kind of like <laughs> your old operating system or your DOS operating system for those that are probably born. Um, before the 90s <laughs> and your heart and your brain and your gut don't have to deal with the filtering or the conscious reasoning of your brain now a really good example of this is they they did a study or a research on participants and they had a card deck two piles of cards in front of participants and one of the card decks was rigged to win more than the other and they asked the participants to just pick um, from each either card decks now it took participants 50 cards 50 that's five zero before the logical brain realized a difference in the two piles and then it took brain I'm gonna I'm just gonna call it brain <laughs> it took brain an, an additional 30 cards so three zero so we're up to 80 cards now eight zero before brain was like oh I see what's going on here the left deck is rigged to win more than the right <laughs> now they had hooked these participants up to a machine like monitoring their um, heartbeat you know monitoring the sweat in their hands guess how many cards it took for the body and the gut to determine which was the right deck so they they found that uh, when participants reached for the incorrect deck that the heartbeat increased and the palms got more sweaty when they reached for the losing pile so just right now I want you to remember the brain it took it 80 eight zero so guess how many cards it took for the the body the gut and the heart to realize 10 cards one zero ten cards and your body and heart had the intuition it knew well before your logical reasoning it was like you're reaching for the losing pile palms are sweaty I'm about to sing an Eminem song with that <laughs> um, 
so yeah, so that's that's the heart and the gut brain. Now on to our good old logical brain, because I will bring this all together at the end. But I just want to explain the different three um, brains that you have and what you're working with. So your brain, it's built for survival. It is an over two million years old brain and its prime setting is to keep you safe. It's worried if you take it back to the cavemen days, it's worried you're going to be eaten by saber-toothed tigers. <laughs> so it's set for, it really wants to keep you in your comfort zone. And it's also very good at filtering out stuff. So your brain, it's set for risk assessment and fear. So it's always assessing risks around you and, you know, like what's going to kill me or hurt me, basically. And it has 86 billion neurons. And your brain is the one that's in charge. So it's capable of rational thought and decider of impulses. Um, it recognizes, it gives meaning, it creates narratives, it creates stories. You know, I think, I reckon, I understand. Your brain is made up of conscious and subconscious programming. And it runs the show. And unfortunately, when your brain runs the show on sub-programming or crappy programming, um, this is where it creates... Um, more issues for you. So when, like for example, it filters out a lot of information, otherwise your brain would explode if you took in all the information at one time. An example of this is wherever you are right now, providing you're not driving, <laughs> I want you to look around the room and look for something, look for everything that's red in wherever it is that you are. Okay, so you should be looking around the room and you're looking for something red. I'm just going to give you a bit of time to catalogue everything that's red. Now if we were in person, I'd ask you, what's blue in the room? without looking around, <laughs> I can probably guarantee you that you would not be able to tell me what was blue because your brain would have been filtering out everything and would have just been focusing on the red. Because your brain, it takes on 400 billion bits of information per second, but your brain can only process 2000 bits. So that's less than half a percent of what you're actually seeing. And this is how we can be quite limited because your, your brain is creating like old programming or subconscious programming based on very limited amounts of information. And like I said, your, um, your heart and your gut are not limited by 
this fact. They can take on way more information and so this is why you'll hear me say this a lot is you want to think less and feel more. You have so much intelligence in your body that you're probably not tapping into and relying on logical brain to make decisions when it's operating that old like I said old operating DOS system because and your brain is in control most of the time because you're running on autopilot and your logical brain is, is doing the best it can um, but it can make false perceptions and beliefs based on what it thinks I'm doing my air quotes in with my fingers right now. What it thinks it's experiencing. And so this is why it's very important to kind of tune in to that intuition, into your body, your heart, and your gut. And when you know what your brain is doing and that it's always trying to keep you in your comfort zone and you work out how to undo some of that subconscious programming that's usually blocking you from hearing your intuition, that's when your intuitive powers start to increase and as you work your intuition muscle your um, intuitive powers get amplified and so then you will sense things and you will um, feel things and know it and you can trust in your trust in your gut trust in your heart even though logical brain is might be telling you that doesn't make any sense but you know deep down what is right for you So that is the kind of a sciencey side, but I want to talk about how spirituality, how the universe plays into your intuition, because everything is energy. We are all vibrating particles of varying wavelengths, vibrating at different frequencies. And that's everything in this world. All matter, anything from a table to a chair to your hand, it's just vibrating wavelengths of particles. Now, if that's true, then our thoughts and emotions are also vibrating frequencies. And this is where the law of attraction comes into it and manifesting. Because if we take it down to, I know in the spiritual section, but scientifically speaking, like attracts like. It's a universal law. And so the thoughts you put out into the universe, at vibrating at a particular frequency, you are going to get the same vibrations back. It's universal law. But how does this fit in with intuition? Well, for me, if everything is energy, 
and you're made up of the same stuff as the fabric of the universe, is what creates worlds. You're of the same matter. When you tap into your intuition, you're plugging into that source energy. You're plugging into the universal intelligence that that intelligence, well, universal intelligence, another way to say it is the intelligence of the universe. You are plugging in to that intelligence that runs through everything. And you can see this in nature all the time. The This universal intelligence that just knows creates amazing things in our world. Like for a rose, for example, a rose starts as a seed that you put in the ground. But how does it know to become a rose? It's part of that universal intelligence. Now, for all the sciencey people out there, they'll be like, the seed has like a, the DNA of the of the rose, <laughs> which I get, but. How does that explain something like, you know, little turtles that get um, hatched on the beach that all of a sudden instinctively know they can't see anything, but they instinctively know where the ocean is. And you see that they just running on something, some underlying intelligence or, you know, a whale that's 4000 miles away can be singing in the Caribbean and can be heard off heard by a whale off the west coast of Ireland. Like, come on, there has to be some form of intelligence that is running this show. And you're no different. Like, your intuition is tapping into the universe all the time. It is talking to you every day. You just may not be aware of it. And your intuition, it, it's a direct line to source and it knows exactly what you were created for. Your intuition is the blueprint to your soul. It is the blueprint to what you were created for. And this is why your soul, you, why you yearn for more. It's the nature of life is to grow is to want more, to reach for more, to find that purpose that fulfills us. So you are running on universal intelligence of natural law of wanting to be what you were created for. And so we're all connected. And when you are tapping into that intuition, you're trusting that there is a higher self, a higher power that has a hand in helping you to find, I like to call it your highest path. So that's what your intuition is always showing you the signs of where you need to go next to lead you to that highest path. Even, even with the blocks and difficulties and the obstacles that come up, you know, in that episode, oh, I want to say 13, 
but I will put the correct episode in the show notes where we were talking about obstacles and detours in the right direction. And even though you can't see it right now, your intuition is always leading you to where you need to go. And sometimes those blocks are there for a reason. They're there to put you on a different path, the path that you're always meant to be on. Or sometimes the the obstacles in your path are there to help you grow into what you need to become in order to achieve what you were created for. So it's helping you to expand, to prepare you for what's to come. Because if you didn't go through those lessons and that growth, you wouldn't be you wouldn't have the capacity to handle the amazingness and greatness that is coming your way. And it's always your intuition is always working for your highest good and the highest good of everyone. Now, if you're new to all this uh, spiritual spiritual stuff, which I'm just sprouting about, talking about universal, you know, source, God, energy, universal energy, that's okay. The beauty of this is that, this is what I love about spirituality, it is whatever it means for you. And everyone's blueprint to their soul, to their intuition, is uniquely theirs. And what makes one person happy and in alignment with their soul might be different to someone else. But you need to find what's right for you, what's right for your soul plan and that blueprint. And that's not making anyone else try to match yours because everyone's is different. You just need to um, beat, uh, what is the drum? You need, just need to drum to your own beat. Really? Beat? You know the saying I'm trying to say. Um, everyone has to follow the beat of their own drum. Yes, that's the one. So follow your, the beat of your own drum. And don't worry about anyone else. Because I reckon that if everyone was listening to their intuition and following their intuition and following their soul plan, we would have a much happier world because everyone would be in alignment and there would be no cause for any conflicts because you're all living in alignment with your soul. That's probably a, another debate for another time. But from this, I want you to think less and feel more. So I want you to start tuning into that body and getting out of your logical brain And it kind of sums up um, from a passage from a book called The Energy Codes by Dr. Sue Morta. And the passage in the codes is, rather than thinking your way through life, you'll find yourself feeling very clear from deep within your core, stepping into life as it is meant to be and is happening in your favor. I'm going to read that again because that pretty much 
I could have started with this and said that is the end of the episode. <laughs> Rather than thinking your way through life, you'll find yourself feeling very clear from deep within your core, stepping into life as it's meant to be and is happening in your favour. So, that is... That is uh, the uh, Intuition 101. Uh, so, bringing it all together. Your intuition is made up of... It's probably actually made up of all of it. But, it's the reasoning... Okay, so that's the essence of what intuition is. With that, the science behind you have three brains, the heart, the head, and the gut. And the spiritual side, which is that we're all energy, we are connect your intuition is connected to that source energy to the universal intelligence that basically is the creator of worlds is within you. Which means that you are powerful beyond measure. And you probably don't realize just how powerful you are. You are the creator of your reality. This is your playground and following your intuition will help you to create whatever it is your heart's desire you know following your heart there are things in life that you know those things that you get excited about that may seem like a big dream that is unique to you not everyone has the same spark that they get for things in life like for example i have no desire to run a marathon any marathon, hell, I don't even want to run 5Ks. That is not in my blueprint, in my soul DNA. This, however, speaking to you about intuition, of helping you realize how powerful you are and how intuition is the key to unlocking everything you want in life, this is in my soul blueprint. This is what lights me up. And I promise you that there are people out there who wouldn't want to do this or start a podcast or be in this space. And that's okay. But you need to find what your thing is. And it can be multiple things. It doesn't have to just be one. You are always being guided every single day in what your soul is telling you to do and the people that you interact with and the souls that you connect with that are creating beautiful experiences here on this earth. So yes, I've gone on once again, one of my tangents, but I'm sure that you're enjoying it and reminding you of, remember the motto, think less, feel more and start to tap more into what your body is trying to tell you 
And if you're looking for something to take away from this or work on, start observing throughout the day and get out of autopilot and just be an observer for this week on tuning into your body more. Like maybe when you're making a decision, take a moment to take a couple of breaths and feel what your body is trying to tell you. And just start to notice, you know. And the more that you um, do this, like I said, intuition is a muscle, that it gets stronger and stronger and you can start to determine how your intuition is speaking to you it has its own language and it's always communicating with you. It's your job to kind of decipher what your intuition is saying. Kind of have fun with it. Experiment. See what, how it speaks to you and, um, and what it tells you. Okay, that's it. I've been, uh, I don't want to say I've been babbling, but I thought this was a really fun session. So I hope you enjoyed it. Um, pop in the comments below what your major takeaway was. And I will see you on the next one. Bye.